Uncle Owen! It's R2 unit has a bad motivator, look! Having trouble with your drug? Your drug? These two droids. Both are hard working and will serve you well. Droid. 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 We serve their kind here. You're listening to We Serve Droids, your favorite monthly Star Wars podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Chris. And we have a very special episode today. Wow, that actually that that kind of makes it sound like this is the just say no to drugs episode of different <laughs> strokes. So maybe not that special. We uh no, we don't have Nancy Reagan with us. Uh, instead we have <laughs> Pat and Charles from the Conversations podcast. Welcome aboard, Pat and Charles. Thank you, Hank, for having us. Of course. Could you, like, introduce yourselves to our listeners? Maybe tell us a little bit about your show? Yeah, we um, we have a Star Wars podcast, and we talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, 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 that's the, uh, the, the long and short of it. Um, we are uh, very close friends um, and talk Star Wars all the time. And... Mm. Um, our spouses were like, that's great. You guys are awesome for each other. And <laughs> talk about your Star Wars and your dolls and stuff over there somewhere else. So we do it online now. And they're happier. And we're just as happy as we were before. <laughs> and you're both still married. Yes. <laughs> and in the quirk of, uh, of timing, uh, I'm the elder statesman, I, I assume, among all of us here. And I saw... In the drive-in, I saw uh, Empire Strikes Back. That was a double feature with the newly renamed A New Hope after it. So Empire Strikes Back was my first movie. 13 years later, well, 13, maybe 20, I guess, depending on when Pat saw it. Pat's first movie was also Empire Strikes Back on VHS. So right. there's a little bit of kismet. What was really cool was that we both experienced the same movie uh, a generation apart, which is kind of cool. I want to say it was probably 10 years later. Well, aren't you 13 years younger than me? I mean, me? significantly, of course, but not that. <laughs> Look, just because I've been referred to as the Nancy Reagan of conversations doesn't mean you can, like... <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie about being named the John F. Kennedy of conversations. <laughs> Sadly, Chris and I are both the Gerald Fords. <laughs> we serve Troy. Yikes. What did we sign up for? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not 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 looking pretty over here on our end. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I hope that I hope that our listeners can can go check out conversations. I think of of you guys as a little bit of a a spiritual cousin to our show as well. I mean, one thing that I kind of love about about your show that's also true of ours is the episodes are kind of timeless to an extent. It's not like necessarily like news or Here's what fans are talking about. It's like, here's our favorite, you know, uh, weapons in Star Wars. Or here's our thoughts on, you know, Empire Strikes Back or, or stuff that you could listen to anytime. And so I really appreciate that. And I just think that it's a, it's a fun show that y'all are always having a lot of fun. And whenever I listen, I, I, I do too. Well, we would say the same for you. And uh, it's the... You know, there's been several laugh out loud moments when I'm listening and driving in the car 
because uh, my commute is basically my podcast time. I still remember to this day the uh, was it the uh, Padme had uh, not just the buns in her hair, but the buns in the oven at this point. <laughs> she, oh. she, <laughs> I, I laughed. I replayed that a couple of times because it was classic. So, yes, <laughs> timeless humor is always awesome. Mix that with Star Wars. You got a great concoction. One of our listeners and actually an old friend of mine and Chris's suggested that sometime we should like chat about toys, like Star Wars toys. And I thought maybe that'd be fun to do with y'all because uh, a couple reasons. For one is that on your website, y'all created some really fun scenes out yes. of different action figures. I love that. So what's the what's the website that our listeners need to go to to check that out? That would be uh, conversations.com and it's under the Black Series right tab. <laughs> and then uh, another reason is, of course, that y'all were uh, early participants in our traveling Rancor photo tour. Uh, <laughs> so I was really thankful for y'all for playing around, playing along with that. That was great fun. That was a great idea too. So yeah, I just thought you know we could start off with just sort of opening discussion. I don't know if if any any of the four of us just have any sort of memories of favorite toys or strangest toys. Or thoughts about the role that toys play, sort of, in, in being a Star Wars fan? Um, do you want to start with your, like, 1980s era? Um, you mean the OG the, original stuff? Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, from way back. Yeah. Way, way back. Did they have plastic back then? Um, <laughs> yes. The Star Wars toys that Charles played with <laughs> were a dinosaur. <laughs> That uh, after the end of the scene, one of them would say, like, it's a living. <laughs> right, exactly. And Were you there? <laughs> <laughs> and he would, like, yeah, exactly. Um, I think that uh, that uh, you whittled your toys, right? <laughs> out of, yes. out, of um, out of driftwood. Yes. I want to say. Out of driftwood, yes, on my porch <laughs> out in front uh, during the three <laughs> or four minutes of uh, summer in Canada. Yes, uh, it was very short-lived, and it took me 16 years to build my first toy. Um, no, my first toys were – it's funny that you talk about that because there's a picture somewhere. I believe my sister has it uh, of myself under the kitchen table uh, at my mom's house way back when uh, playing with my AT-AT. Uh, which I called it back then versus the ADAT, which I call it now. And it was the old shove your arm into the side and grab the trigger of the head, and you could move the head back and forth. And uh, it was bigger than the cat that we had. And <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it was surprisingly fun and gave me hours of entertainment. And I had a few snowtroopers. And because my first movie was... Of course, that's right. Well, it was my well, <laughs> It was the snow. What do you expect? And uh, you know, given the fact that uh, Empire is the first movie, those were the movie, those are the toys that were out there. And that Christmas was the bounty of that. And as much as that picture, you know, provides a memory of that toy, there are so many scenarios and uh, scenes that I set up back then. Not just with you know Star Wars, but there's also like GI Joes in there and whatever sort of second, third rate sort of action figures you could call them back then that were being destroyed and blown up <laughs> by the AT-AT, which was fantastic. So that's one of my my earliest memories of uh, Star Wars toys. I um I I have I have one right here. And this is actually my first um carded um figure that I ever bought and it is the Power of the Force Han Solo. <laughs> that nice. um you know, it was from, what, 94 or something. Um, and um, 
so that is that is the um, the figure that really kicked my my collecting into hyper space, and um, I bought that, and then I kept buying and buying and buying, and um, so yeah, and then and then one of our recent acquisitions is uh, Mr. Hondo Onaka Ooh. from Galaxy's Edge. Nice. In uh, Disney. Yeah, I, I think, you know, when I first saw Empire, was, I was it was probably 1990, I think. And so, like, there wasn't a whole lot available then until you started talking about these special editions being released. And then it was like, hey, here's the figures. And I was like, all right, cool. Mine. Um, so, so that's what kind of kickstarted it for me. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's incredibly fun and rewarding with the black series figures to be able to either recreate scenes or create all new scenes, (laughs) um, with them, you know, being so realistic and posable. It's, it's, it's really cool. It's, it's fun because that really taps into, I think, something that a lot of us did sort of as kids and that's, you know, uh, you've got your, your Han Solo action figure and you're gonna, you know, stick him in a, in a, in a cup and a glass of some ice and put it in the freezer. And that's going to be, you know, your solo and carbonite. I always did that. <laughs> it, it never worked like I hoped, or, you know, you dig the hole in the, in the backyard and that's going to be the, the great pit of carcoon for you to toss, <laughs> toss solo in the Sarlacc. And that was before the Sarlacc had a beak. So, you know, it was more hole like to begin with. Uh, so it's really just like an extension of all those ways that, that all of us kind of grew up, grew up with these toys. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you had any memories of, of, you know, Star Wars toys. My earliest memory, I think, is when, uh, and as, as far as, you know, all of time was concerned, there were only like the orange card power of the force figures. And I'm sure the difference, time difference there wasn't, you know, seemed longer as a kid, but I remember like the green backed cards coming out and that was, that was a huge deal. That's, I think that's my earliest memory. Because there were only, oh, I couldn't tell you, like, but maybe only like a dozen or so of like the orange car types. I remember like, just like green just opening like the floodgates and there was a plethora and all these awesome new figures to get. I existed in this sort of in-between time where I was too young for a lot of the toys in the 80s, but my older brothers were not. So I sort of inherited, you know, big box of beat up. I shit, you know, just toys. <laughs> and it was all mixed together. And so it's like, I don't know if this was like a G.I. Joe thing, but now it's a sand crawler, you know? <laughs> like, like, Cobra Commander, you're now fighting Han Solo. Go for it. That sounds like what John Favreau did with his plans for the Mandalorian. There you go. <laughs> We've got these random characters. Let's go for it. I remember having a, a Han Solo from. I guess it's 1980 or 81. And he totally, like, it's not a bad-looking figure for the time, but his face is just so incredibly Kurt Russell. <laughs> and and it's weird because Kurt Russell was considered for the role, I That's guess. That's true. That's true. But he didn't get it. So why does this Han have Kurt Russell's face? I don't know. But but y'all, he exists and I have him. Y'all remember that that uh 
scene in, in Toy Story 2 where the the toy collector is like, you know, like touching up Woody to make him look more like mint condition Woody. Somewhere there's like a guy who found like 1980 Han Solo, but some kid like painted him in, into Snake bl- bl- Bliskin. <laughs> and he's got to like file off the eye patch to make him look pristine. <laughs> When I was young, I lived in the 80s. Like I said, I had the sort of the OG toys. And by the time the 90s and the Power of the Force came out, I was out of the toys. For me, I look at the Power he of the Force. He learned his lesson. He's back. <laughs> <in>. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm back in full force. I'm back in, baby. But I do have to say... That for me, the power of the force is like Star Wars trying to be like the cast of characters from like Predator. Because I mean, these guys look like they were built to take on these, you know, these alien races that just had nothing to do with Star Wars. And I looked, I remember looking at these things back then. It's like, this is not my Luke. This is not my Han. It's like, where do these shoulders come from? So it was, it was, it was actually quite foreign to me. Yeah, it's it's not such like uh, body positivity figures anymore. Have y'all seen those pictures of like someone taking the shirt off their like Greedo action figure that's like made the rounds of the internet lately? He's like totally ripped. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like Greedo with washboard abs. It's hilarious. <laughs> Young Tarkin. Hey, look, that that jumpsuit hit a lot. Okay, <laughs> um, but that's you know that's the interesting thing. Like the Luke with his. In A New Hope, he's got, you know, the tunic on, and it's like a high V-neck tunic. Mm-hmm. In the in the Power of the Force figure, he's, like, almost bare-chested. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like a wrestler. And he's, like, oh, he's all ripped and stuff. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know which which episode four I've been watching, but it wasn't this one. Apparently, Yavin 4 has a killer weight room. <laughs> yeah, and, like, steroids. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how the force works. No. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Master Luke, oh. do you think you should inject once more? <laughs> Power converters are just like horse pills. <laughs> like. <laughs> I gotta get there to get the power converters. <laughs> He's like gone roid rage. <laughs> yeah. He actually punched that hole in R5. <laughs> Here's the motivator, uncle. He made an angry beep. I feel like the 90s toys were very geared toward, like, a nerd like me who wanted to learn, like, every background character's, like, middle initial. And, like, you know, mm-hmm. and I like how before that, they're like, here's Yak Face. <laughs> like, <laughs> here's Hammerhead. <laughs> I spent, like, three seconds naming them. <laughs> the old ones are just, like... As if a bully, like, named them all. They're all, like, kind of, like, offensive <laughs> names. Like, they're named Here. by, like, a Star Wars racist who's, like, mocking all the different races. <laughs> Which kind of fits in with the 80s, I guess. Yeah, that, that does fit. This is, this is Hornhead. <laughs> it's the bartender from, uh, the cantina. <laughs> Fat and Trolls were really nice to take over the cocktail duties tonight from us. And so, uh, why don't you tell us what you're drinking about, Pat? Medium dry martini, lemon peel, shaken, not stirred. 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 Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kina Lily. Shake it over rice and then have a thin slice of lemon peel. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Okay. So, um, you know, we knew we were coming on your show and um, 
wanted to, you know, give you guys a break from the uh, heavy lifting uh, to some degree. Um, We're a real Greedo, shirtless Greedo over here with all that lifting. Exactly. So, you know, we felt like we needed to up our game to kind of play on your, your, you know, uh, buff bounty hunting level. So, so here we came in with our drink and um, we were, we were inspired by Star Wars, as our entire lives are inspired by Star Wars. So we got to thinking, and by we, I mean me. And um, <laughs> I said, look, we want to we uh, you know, focus on one of my favorite characters and um, kind of explore that and, and, and figure out, uh, aside from uh, Felucian... Um, Felucian Mangy's liquor. We want to focus on something that that maybe he would drink, and um, so this character, being a bit of a pirate, um, <laughs> we uh, and 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 somewhat Jack Sparrow esque, we figured it had to be something with rum in it. So, you know, the character, of course, is Hondo Onaka, and. So basically, we have the um, Spice Runner, which is a, um, uh, a a play on the Rum Runner, mm. and um, you know Hondo being a a smuggler and uh, just an all around great guy. We um, <laughs> wanted to really invoke the character and oh, have some fun drinking. You know what I mean? So. Um, so this is the the Spice Runner, and um, it's inspired by Hondo and his pirating, smuggling ways. I love that. I love that. So can you tell our listeners how to how to how to mix one up? Sure, I will. Uh, I'll go through the ingredients. Find what's in your liquor cabinet. <laughs> That's a Hondo move there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Hey, look, whatever you no. find will work. Yeah. Trust me. Whatever you find and in your neighbor's liquor before. cabinet, <laughs> don't take from yours. Yes. So we start with uh, about two ounces of uh, of the uh, spiced rum, the golden spiced rum. Oh, from, it's uh, only two? <clears throat> well, that's what the recipe calls for. I went six, but 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 it depends. It's, uh, it's, it's Captain Onaka spiced rum. Correct, yes. Captain Onaka spiced rum. Okay. Then yeah. you put a splash of the V8... Uh, sparkling energy drink which is the pineapple orange mix and then you put in a splash of uh, the grenadine and then you also (laughs) put a few drops of vanilla extract throw in a cinnamon stick and ice to taste and away you go and it is fantastic yeah thanks cheers guys I can vouch that I finished mine about 10 minutes ago (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, i'm already on my second i thought it might be fun uh if we went to uh the third host of we serve droids and that's the wonka computer random number generator and ask it to give us a random star wars character and what we will do with said character is try to decide what that character would say if you were to pull his Somebody poisoned the water hole pool string. There's a snake in my butt. This is the second Toy Story reference tonight. I love wow, it. Wow, that's fantastic. You know, I thought we, I was disappointed to find out we weren't on a Toy Story podcast, but <laughs> hey, this is fine. There's a snake in my butt. 
I don't like sand. Well, the the Wonka computer's wheels are, are running. Let's see what it gives us for our first character, and that is going to be none other than Qui Gon Jinn. Unless you listen to our um, our wives, uh, the sister the sister wives episode, <laughs> she, yes. I think uh, Bernadette has named uh, a, a name a drink after him because she just could never remember his name. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, the, the, the gin, gin guy. That's right, Qui Gon Jinn and Tonic was yeah. Uh, <laughs> poor Liam Neeson. He's got a particular set of skills, and she's going to find that out very quickly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Qui Gon, that's your boy. Yeah, oh, that is man. my boy. Hmm. I think I'm partial to, uh, and not that these always have to take this direction for the joke, but I'm kind of partial to. Uh, you're my favorite Padawan. <laughs> <laughs> I that's what happens when you pull Qui-Gon's full, full of string. There's a Sith in my boot. Oh my gosh. Somebody's counting midichlorians. <laughs> uh, I have an actual quote I think fits. Just, there's always a bigger fish. Always a bigger fish is the, the fifth host of We Serve Droids. Yeah. <laughs> Wonka computer is now giving us uh, the. Well, I said fifth because I was thinking this person was the fourth host. <laughs> the Wonka computer has smiled upon us and has good graces and given us the Gorax. Funny <laughs> oh, Chris's favorite character from uh, the Ewok adventure, <laughs> The Caravan of Courage. Wow. Mace is the real villain of the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> the Goraxes are all jokes going to die, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Basically something like, uh, make sure you have several Ewoks when you're experiencing the runs. <laughs> you sound like that guy from the Storage Wars. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was trying to put a voice on it, I don't know. I was getting shades of other uh, other Ewok movie, the dearly departed oh, yeah. late Wilford Brimley from that imperson from that voice. Wow! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Make sure, make sure you always have a couple of Ewoks on hand when you got the runs. <laughs> I'm the Gorax. I have diabetes. <laughs> I always take two Ewoks and check my blood sugar. The Gorax, I think, has appeared in 100% of our podcasts. And this time by accident. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the, the, the Falcon <laughs> runs on Coaxium. We, we run on Goraxium here on We Serve Choice. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> Let's see if, if uh, the old Wonka computer can give us more fertile ground next time. And it's going to be... Uh, someone with a nice toy collection himself, General Grievous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, I think the obvious one, the glaringly obvious one would just be Kenobi. This is true. It's yeah. got to be that's, in there. I mean, that's, that's, that's got to be in the, yeah. 
in the rotation yes. there of the Oh yeah, that's 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 first pull. Absolutely. <laughs> first pull. And probably second and third as well. Yeah. It's like, wait, does thing only have one line? <laughs> we finally get to a fine addition to my collection. <laughs> does Grievous say any line that's not like memeable? I think even, you know, uh, a lot of people have been using his um his cough for COVID related yeah. themes. So <laughs> Yeah, even the cough is memeable. <laughs> His full string is awful. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Mommy! That's all. My grievance is broken! Right. And his hacks on you every time. It sounds like Uncle Wilford Brimley. <laughs> I need someone who can do like a good grievance impression to say diabetes. That <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. My man Grievous has got mesothelioma. <laughs> he called that late night lawyer to get a lawsuit settlement. Yes! Oh, I just choked in my spot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what the uh, the almighty random number generator has given us. Oh, wow. Another very fortuitous pick given our, our pod connection, the Rancor Keeper. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it just cries. It's yeah, even just, worse. just weeping. <laughs> it's even worse than the coughing grievance. Every time you pull the string, he just sobs. Cry. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, maybe maybe he have one where he's like, "Here, boy, come on, come on," <laughs> <laughs> or like, "Sit, stay," because I mean, I'm sure he trains it. At least tries to, because he would. Be, be, not. Yeah, beyond Rancor Keeper, he's got to be like a Rancor Trainer to a certain degree. Rancor Wrangler. Wrangler. There oh, you go. Ooh. I like that. Yeah, you're welcome. Because uh-huh. hmm. okay. he does have to put on a show for Jabba and the uh, and the uh, the palace. He has to prove himself, um, you know, indispensable. Hmm. I think that's part of why he's crying when the Rancor dies, because he's like, oh, my, my Rancor, my pet is dead. But also, shit, I'm out of a job. <laughs> he disintegrated like our last protocol joint. You know, it's like yeah. this is you don't want that because now you're the rank. You're not the you're not the creature keeper. You're the rancor keeper. Mm. So like with no rancor, bro, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, uh-uh. Yeah. You're, that's, you're, you're gone. Out. That's gone. it. Done. Sail barge. Like, <laughs> Sail barge for yeah. you. After leather, I'm I'm pretty sure he's pretty into denim, so that also hits the rank the wrangler. Uh. <laughs> oh, rancor keeper chaps, that's totally doable. That's very oh doable. You you'd assume though too, like something like he would he could say to like new arrivals down in the grotto would be you know like let him sniff your hand first. He's very friendly. <laughs> <laughs> and also like. He's pr- he's shirtless, yes, but like you f- you feel like he has like a Clone Wars vet um patched up leather vest. Mm, yes, like he's part of a speeder bike gang. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. He's just outgrown yeah. it a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's why it's a vest because you can keep it open. Who cares? <laughs> it's, it's a look. Fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got you know he's, he's he's Clone Wars vets up here, and then you know he's got the you know prisoners of Clone Wars uh, patch on that side, you know. Do you think like the flappy thing he's wearing on his head is like, like a shirt that doesn't fit anymore? Because it sort of like has like that look of like maybe arms dangling on the side. No, we agreed that we weren't going to body shame. Tonight. Okay, well I did. I just said it That's looks like. That's why we brought up Power of the Force, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> right. We weren't going to body shame. 
Luke knocks over like a whole just like a domino train of speeder bikes and the Raincore Keeper says, <laughs> didn't you know this is the private club of the Satan's helpers? <laughs> and then uh, C-3PO has to do the tequila dance. <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the bar. And he's like, oh, Master Luke, I don't know if my arms will move like that. <laughs> It's against my programming to impersonate a peewee. <laughs> Actually, I think, I think that's perfect for him. Yeah. <laughs> his arms can only do that dance move. <laughs> that's his default, like, pose. Uh, once, once he gets that oil bath, he'll be quite flexible. <laughs> hey, as, as is the best way, we have gone so many miles away. I'm very glad about this. <laughs> uh, see, just, just a quick aside. Um, who would have thought that the random number generator giving us the Rancor Keeper would have allowed for this much hilarity? <laughs> the random number generator uh, is, is the source of many blessings. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the maker. Uh, I mean, I probably should have just ended it there, because, like, everything else is not going to be that funny. Like, Poe Damron, like, good luck being funny after Rancor Keeper. Good luck! <laughs> hey, Poe, take a backseat to Rancor Keeper. You're not wanted here. <laughs> yeah, well, in fact, it's a well-known fact that, uh, you know, a Black Series version of uh, Poe Dameron does not exist. Don't, don't, don't. You know this is a touchy subject for me. Yeah, well... All they sell is the stunt doubles. I, yes. You know, Oscar Isaac has a good face. Yes. Okay? Um, he's got a, it's a fine face. It's I a, mean, some would say attractive face, yes. but that's fine. I mean, that's, you know, that's not, it's not for me to judge. However, <laughs> um, how are the, are the fine, wonderful, amazing people at Hasbro able to go back in time and immaculately recreate the face of original trilogy era, Harrison Ford and mm-hmm. Mark Hamill mm-hmm. to perfection to this day with the newly released figures. But they cannot take a living, breathing human being <laughs> that exists today, right now. At the same age. At the same age. Yes. Yeah. At the same age as his, as his action figure would be. And, um, and, and fail so miserably <laughs> at bringing his likeness to the figure. The fine people at Hasbro heard or imagined what I would do to a Poe Dameron action figure, and they said, we can't let that <laughs> oh happen my God. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I apologize, that's the reason why. They saw into my twisted mind and said, no, we're, we're not going to let that happen. <laughs> I had to look it up, is, is, that, is that it? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. How, how has Oscar Isaac not sued somebody? <laughs> That would be his only line. If you pulled that, like his little string would be, what the hell, guys? <laughs> if it's that bad figure, you pull a string and it just says, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a whole gurgle. Full of like depression and remorse for existing. Yes. This, this looks like a toy after Sid's gotten finished with it. <laughs> Third Toy Story reference. Yes. Look, sir. What have we here? Look, sir. Oh, what a mess. With the glass shield down, I can't even see. Look, sir. These aren't the droids you're looking for. 
so the almighty uh, random number generator has given us the emperor. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> oh man. I'm going to pull a line from uh, Mad Magazine uh, that I had spoken to Pat about uh, several years ago, and he bought me the, uh, the collection of Mad Magazine Star Wars spoofs. So I read this magazine in the mid-80s, and they spoofed Return of the Jedi, and uh, his line that was delivered when he was hitting him with Force Lightning was, If this Force Lightning doesn't kill you, your electric bill will. <laughs> wow, that is... <laughs> That's... <laughs> that's grown inducing joke. <laughs> well, it's typical of Mad Magazine. Yeah, yeah, that's what's great about it. <laughs> it's right on, right on par. Yep, uh, it's, it's, it's in their wheelhouse. Second pool would be do it. Oh, and, mm. um, and I would imagine that that he would also have um some some other hilarious lines as well. Blank. <laughs> this water hole is fully poisoned and. <laughs> Poisonous. I don't know. I didn't have. I didn't have an all friend for that joke. <laughs> I took off before before it was all fueled. If your faith in your toys is yours, if I should come back in the future, add a splash of red to my costume, please. I do like some color, not just all black all the time. Come on, really. You said back to the future. <laughs> Now there's a now there's a Marty McFly reference there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's give the old number generator one last time to impress us, and it is. Oh boy, it's given me a, a favorite of mine, none other than Lobot. Ooh. <laughs> the fun part about here is, what do you think Lobot sounds like? I like that we've had two characters that didn't have a single line. <laughs> Lobot and the Gorgon. He's the human version. He's he's the love child of Data and C-3PO. From you, Data, you are fully functional, aren't you? Of course, but... How fully? In every way, of course. Calrissian again with the, you know, bossing me around and stuff. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's tired of putting up with Lando. It seems like, because Lando's just like, Hey, Lobot, why don't you... Uh, you know, take off these chains and be like a cool cat and stuff. And he's like, God, Lando, like, sh- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's just sick of Lando. Do you think that he's desperate for attention? I think the Data and C-3PO connection is brilliant. And so C-3PO was the sort of the epitome of deadpan negativity or uh, self-centeredness. And Data was yeah. the epitome of trying to be human. So yeah. maybe they would meet in the middle, like, with a joke or something. It's like, you pull the <laughs> string and, like, why did the chicken cross the spice mines? That's as bad as that actual, like, Data tries to tell a joke episode. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's Lobot. That's on Lo- the daily. That's him. <laughs> it's the joke of the day. <laughs> a Sith, a Jedi, and a smuggler walk into a cantina. <laughs> I like to imagine that Lobot would sound like Daniel Day-Lewis and There Will Be Blood. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Tabana man. (laughs) I put my pipe here 
and yeah. I take it back here. <laughs> I've abandoned my Ugnaught. I've abandoned my Ugnaught. <laughs> if you have some Bacta, and I have some Bacta, and I have a straw. <laughs> keep going, keep going. I drink your Bacta. I can like visualize like Lobot in like the sort of the jerky moves that he does doing that yeah. He like flips the switch yeah. in, the, in the headset and yes. that's it. Now all of a sudden He's got a voice modulator in there, you know. <laughs> any any characters that you wish the number generator had it's fine if not. Any characters you wish the number generator had given us? I feel like we could just Start at the beginning of the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing anything tomorrow. Because <laughs> if we've learned anything from this, it's that every character can be filled with hilarity. Everyone's prequel trilogy era Obi-Wan would be stuck on, Hello there. Yes. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. That's and, all he does, um, Mommy. And, but, but no one would be mad about it. Yes, this is They'd true. Be like it's not broken; it's just making the right choices. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe Dooku does like uh, quotes from Shakespeare. <laughs> so, uh, before we let you go, and and now I'm starting to wonder if this doesn't if if we just don't turn this into its own episode and, and it's all right. <laughs> um, uh, before we let you go, right. Uh, we have a, a tradition here on, on, we serve droids of picking, uh, our favorite sort of conspicuous characters. Whenever we've talked about the most conspicuous thing. Uh, and of course it's not limited to any category. If we have a guest, we just like to ask, uh, you know, our award is the, the fur jacket for the most conspicuous character, uh, do you just have like a favorite, you know, someone who sticks out to you that you just love to see every time they pop up on screen in Star Wars, just for just for sticking out and looking kind of awkwardly or funny obvious? I live for furs. I worship furs. Gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives it? Oh, please, won't you see my vest? Based on tonight's discussion. I'm going to give that fur coat to the Gorax. We may have to make some adjustments, <laughs> but for the deep cut of Gorax and uh, his place, his, I assume is his, his place in Star Wars lore, not canon, but in lore, um, he definitely deserves that fur coat and uh, undeserved, you know, sort of undeserved uh, lack of focus, perhaps. Imagine if they had uh, spent more time on Endor. Could they have ever ran into the Gorax? I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty fearsome character as a as a beast, you know. So yes, I would say the Gorax, in my mind, gets the fur coat. How about you, Pat? I'm gonna uh, kind of stick with um, supplementary material, uh, if you would like to call it that, and delve into the world of Star Wars animation. And I think that, I don't know if it's not that he doesn't get enough credit. Uh, he certainly doesn't get a whole lot of screen time or animation time. But my nomination goes to the Bendu from Rebels. Ooh. Boom. Uh-huh. Oh. It's a big, that's a couple big jackets tonight. 
<laughs> we may have to uh, yeah. borrow some uh, leather from the uh, Rancor Keeper for these ones. <laughs> Look, his his leather is not for borrowing. Okay, he needs it later. He's going out with the boys, and they're 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 going for a ride. He hasn't been patched in. I love just like really weird Star Wars, and the Bendu is like my favorite version of what counts as like weird Star Wars. Oh yeah, absolutely. When you think about that, he's. And I remember Pat explaining before I watched Rebels. So I'd watched the Clone Wars, and he convinced me to do that, and the amazingness of the Clone Wars. And he says, "Okay, well now you finished the Clone Wars. Now you got to watch Rebels." It's like, okay, um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. That was like uh, four months worth of uh, uh, gym uh, gym time at the lunch time to watch uh, it Clone was Wars. Worth it. It was one hundred percent worth it. And uh, he said, "Now you got to watch Rebels." And he says, when you get to the Bendu, let me know what you think. It's like, Bendu? I had no clue what he was talking You're about. like, what the hell is a Bendu? Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I was like, I was like, is that a planet? Like, I, I don't know. And when he revealed himself and the, the pivotal part that he plays in Kanan's sto- story and Maul, I was blown away. And, of course, him being voiced by my Doctor Who. Like, I mean, I was never a huge Doctor Who fan. But he represents my Doctor Who, because that's the one I just happened to grow up with. And I immediately connected with his voice. And he's got that, almost again, almost Shakespearean voice to him. And he, I'm, he maybe very well could be a theater-trained actor. But the gravitas that he has in that role is un, unbelievable. And it's such a cool part of that story. Cool. Great choices all around. Well, thank you all so much for joining us tonight. It's been a blast. Thanks for the drinks. Thanks for the good times. Yeah, thanks for coming on and ruining all your credibility. <laughs> we didn't have any. Come on. There should be no surprise to any of our listeners. Exactly. To either of our listeners. Right. And, <laughs> and surprisingly, they're both in the same, this very same window chat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, y'all have uh, a great time. And until next time, we'll, we'll catch you catch around. It's been a blast. Thank you very much for having us on. It was a, it was a great time. Yeah, likewise. And just want to, you know, remind all of our listeners to uh, check out uh, Conversations, right? You can get them wherever you get podcasts. Check out the website. They are a lot of fun to follow on Twitter, one of my favorite Twitter accounts. Well, we had so much fun with Pat and Charles that I didn't want to cut enough out of it for this to be merely an opening segment and fit in our normal show. So that's the whole show for tonight. And if you're listening to this contemporaneously, we're going to have another episode come out the 15th of this month on some of mine and Chris's favorite what ifs in the Star Wars universe. And if you're listening to us in the future, of course, that'll already exist. You can just listen to it right now while you wear your Rancor Keeper chaps, uh, walking around Barter Town or whatever kind of horrific Mad Max world awaits us all in the future. So until then, thanks so much to Conversations. Thanks to Computer Music All-Stars for the music we use in the show. Thank you to all of our patrons. Please support our show at patreon.com slash weservedroids. Give us an email at weservedroids at gmail.com. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at weservedroids. 
Thanks so much, and we'll catch you in a couple weeks. Oh, it's amazing the vibes you get with Hondo and uh, Lando in that, huh? They're both, they're both, uh, yeah, um, scoundrels. And one's got dashing good looks, hmm. and the other's Billy D. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still had more. I still had more Daniel Lewis. <laughs> Good morning. I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. Actually, about mesothelioma. You guys look like. What do they look like, Jimmy? Dorks. <laughs> they look like a couple of dorks.